in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. And then we'll talk briefly, not too long, about tomorrow's gospel. Tomorrow, Sharif will give the, the sermon, so I'm sure he'll have a, a different take on it. Tomorrow's gospel, which tonight's is a prelude to, about people being persistent in prayer, is about the man by the pool of Bethesda. And he sat there, I believe, for 38 years. Yeah, it is, 38 years. And Christ asked him, do you want to be made well? And the response of the man is not just yes, should be in the simplest answer. He whines. He's like, I don't have anyone to put me in the pool because um, an angel would come once a year and stir and whoever was first in the water would be, would be cured. And so Christ actually heals him. He doesn't even argue with him. He doesn't say, well, actually, you could have done this, that, or the other thing, and he heals him. And the man was made well. And it happened on the Sabbath. And so obviously the Jews are getting very upset about this. Um, and the guy has no gratitude, in my view. Maybe he did, but it doesn't sound like it from the scriptures. That even when the Jews come to him and say, what are you doing? Why are you carrying your mat? He's not even like, well, can you believe it? Like what we'll see with the man born blind, right? Who defends Christ, who's saying, how can you call him a sinner if he cured me? This guy's like, I don't know. The guy who did this to me, he is the one who said it, like, not my problem, um, yours. And so Christ finds him later. Again, very different from the, the man born blind who looks for Christ, but this guy gets found by Christ. And Christ says, listen, like, you've been cured, but don't sin anymore or else something worse is going to happen to you. And then the man's heart changes because it says that then he actually went away and spoke about him. So I wanted to speak a little bit about this concept of not everybody being healed and about when it's not because of, of God. Because obviously many people are coming to the pool, but only one person is getting healed. So not everybody was there. And we know that there are miracles where, like the man born blind, which may, it's almost like we're doing the sermon for him from now, where Christ says, no, he didn't do anything. Right? Whereas when Christ says to this man, sin no more, he is kindly telling him, your sin is part of this. Right? Like there's something to do with this. And so that's the answer, not every time, but often the question of why am I not healed might be because of my sin. Um, and I want to clarify here what I mean by that, because I don't mean because of my sin, God is punishing me. Um, that's not what is meant here. But we've talked about this a lot, but I'm going to keep repeating it over and over because the spiritual life is built on very few basic foundations that when we understand them, everything makes sense. We know, and we've said this over and over, that we're built, we're made, we're designed, right? There's a proper objective functioning to the person, and that is to be in the image and likeness of God. Anything falling short of this is something wrong. That's what we call sin, right? It's, it's ruining the car, right? Like using it, like scraping it with a knife is going to cause it to rust, putting cheap gas Right, we use the analogy of a table on its side. Anything that goes against the design of something is going to make something go wrong in that object because we're putting stresses in the wrong places. We're, like it wasn't, it wasn't built for that. Right, even in this church, we had a big problem as to whether we could even build up here if it could support the weight. Right, because if it wasn't built to support the weight, 
then we're putting everybody at risk, right? So sin is to go against my design. Sin causes illness, right? So if I if I am to indulge in Carl's Jr. day and night, right? I'm going to be obese. I'm going to have cholesterol issues. I'm going to have heart pressure issues. I'm going to have all sorts of stuff. And so sometimes our diseases, which are these problems that arise spiritually and sometimes physically, are us going against that design, right? Which is also, in a way, what we don't like to acknowledge as much. It's us being selfish. Because every sin means that I care more about something than the right thing, right? On some level. Usually it's me, right? Usually there are some people who do wrong for others, right? So it's a misplaced love. But the majority of us are doing wrong because it benefits us, right? I, I don't want to say no to the food. I don't want to get up early to do something. I don't want to give the money if I can use it more for something else. Um, we have these, these, these things that we want. So God can heal, like God can heal, but he wants us to love, right? When everything is free, nothing has meaning, right? Look at the people who, who many people complain, being like, oh, if I only had what they want, they don't know how spoiled, rotten they are, right? We've, we've all like met people that we accuse of that, um, or being like, if I only had their status. We don't know what work was involved in it. But we do see already live examples that people who didn't work for it don't value it, right? Like like the whole hashtag, like, first world problems, right? Where we'll be, like, so upset, like, that the air conditioner, like, didn't work for five minutes, right? When in Egypt, like, 90% of the population are living under $100 American per month, right? Like, it's a, it's a complete... Whereas we're upset that, you know, we didn't uh, have our opinions taken, right? In places where people are being murdered for being affiliated with somebody who disagrees, right? Is that we have it cheap, and so we don't appreciate things. So God wants something very clearly from us, which is the theme of everything throughout the Gospels, throughout the Old Testament, throughout all the preachings of the Church. God wants our will, which is my heart, right? God wants us to have the choice, and He wants us to have the choice to be taken the right way voluntarily, Right? If I am compelled to make the choice, I resent the person who made me take the choice. And if I just take, 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 I also have no way of showing what I value. So people want stuff all the time. So people claim they want to be healed, whether it's a spiritual illness or a physical illness. But they don't always make the decisions that match the desire. And then this develops into self-pity right, and a woe is me mentality, and this victimization thing, and this is where we find this man, right, this man by the time he comes to Christ is somebody who's just full of self-pity, I'm a victim, right, the whole world did this to me, no one even lifts me, no one takes me to the pool, the angel only takes one person, the problem is with everyone else, right, and this person has grown so deep in his self-love that that's all he can think of, is why does my life suck, compared to everybody else's, they all have it good. And this is a deep spiritual problem, right? And it's something that many of us have on some level of our life, the woe is me, the why is me um, issue. And what we often need to do is have someone point the question back at us and say, 
Well, what are you doing? Right? What are you doing about your situation? Like, the guy was doing one thing right. He was staying by the pool. Right? So not everything he did about him was was negative. So he was persistent, at least in staying by the pool. But then you need to ask, am I by the pool? Right? And with what eyes am I seeing? Right? Because if I was somebody who was coming looking for others' welfare, if I'm trying to use my free will for love, then would I not be happy to see others be healed too? Would my attitude be one of hope or be mine one of anger? Right? Where, like, are we excited to see other people get saved or am I wanting only for me? If I go into church, right, am I sitting there being like, this is what the church is supposed to do for me, right? The church is supposed to do this, 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 and this. I haven't repented because church is horrible. I haven't repented because the servants are selective. I haven't repented because Abuna doesn't like me as much as he likes such and such family. I haven't gotten special treatment from the church. I haven't had care because I didn't give as much as the rich guy, right? We have all sorts of random things that we say, whether they're right or wrong, and we make them right, right? We, we bring up the reasoning to establish them as being right, rather than ask the question of what more could I do and with what spirit am I approaching God? Am I actually asking God? And so some people in this will have an oscillation, right? Sometimes they'll be like, okay, I'll repent and they'll do random spiritual actions, right? That aren't with the heart, they're not with the choice, not with the mind. Um, and then be angry because it didn't get results. But these loops, spiritually, are very dangerous. It makes us really, really cold. Um, Think of any sin that you've battled and think of even relationships of people that you know, romantic relationships where they have big fights and then they leave each other and then they come back being like with extremes, right? And they come back being like, I was so wrong. How could I have thought to be without you? I couldn't have, I shouldn't have done this. I was wrong, I was wrong, I was wrong, I was wrong. They don't even necessarily believe they're wrong. They just want to come back together, right? They get back together. They haven't dealt with the root issue. And so the fights start happening again. Right? But they're all romantically involved. So then it explodes again. So then they separate again. Then they come back together. And all that ends up happening is you have these loops with no real relationship. right? Because everybody is just reacting to one another. This is the spiritually what we're doing when we oscillate within sin. Think of all the times in your life where you've gone hardcore with your Ekbeya or your Pratanyas or your prayers and your fastings and your liturgy attendance. And then suddenly you just did nothing right, for like a month or two or a year or two or more, right, and then you come back, Bahamas, right, with, with conviction and zeal, um, and then you're not feeling it, so you step back and so you start having those spiritual oscillations where you don't have any response anymore, right, you don't have, the, and why, why? Your heart isn't in it, your will isn't in it, you don't know your objective, you don't know what you're aiming for, you don't know what you need to fix, you're just reacting. You're using the will very, very passively. And then we forget the point, right? We become like the Pharisees, right? Where we laugh at the Pharisees, but we do it all the time. Where in front of them is a great miracle, right? And all they can focus on is, it's Saturday. What are you doing? It's Saturday, right? And it's like, I, I just healed the guy from 38 years that couldn't move. And you're upset that it's Saturday. Like, this is this is your issue, right? But we do this all the time, right? Where somebody gets served, like when we're in that mood, 
And it's like, why did that guy get that? This is not how it's supposed to be, right? They're not rejoicing, right? That somebody received something good. Why? We forget the objective. We forget what it's supposed to be about. We forget what we're striving towards. So we forget what love is because love is to deny myself. But perfect love is to deny myself for the sake of truth, right? Not at random, right? That I deny myself even to the point of death for the sake of truth, for the sake of righteousness. And if I do this, then God visits me, right? Because God has all sorts of promise for those who deny themselves, right? He's like, no, if, you're, if you suffer here, I will raise you up. If you're poor here, don't worry, I'm going to take care of you. If you're meek here, don't worry, I'm going to reward you. If you are smitten, don't worry, I'm going to support you, right? He has all, all these comforts for those who are willing to accept hardship for the sake of right, okay? But we tend to not care, right? To not want those things. We want we want the prosperity gospel. We we want the I scratch God's back and he scratches mine. If I say some random words and throw them in the altered direction, I'll get into med school, I'll get scholarships, I'll get the perfect spouse, my kids will never have a problem, I will never have disease, no one I know is gonna die. Right? None of which are in any way, shape or form the promises of, of the gospel. So Examine yourselves, and myself included, right? What What is the point, right? Are we coming back to this? Do we, is our sin the reason why we're suffering, right? Is it, am I suffering because I'm selfish? Am I suffering because I'm proud, right? Am I suffering because I'm egotistical? Am I suffering because I just want things all the time? Because whatever it is that I'm suffering from can definitely be traced to something that I simply want and I'm set that I don't have. That's that simple. Nobody is upset when they have everything they want. It would be illogical. They don't know what to be upset about at that point. You only get upset when I want something and something is challenging my wants. Right? I think something and my thought is being challenged. I want something. So reflect on what is it that I'm doing and what is my response what is my response to correction, right? Or even to a simple question. If Christ were to ask you, but do you want to get healed, right? Because there's something wrong here. There's a reason why you're suffering. Do you want to be healed? Is your answer, yes, what do I do? In which case, most of the times, you do nothing, right? God will just do it, right, when, when we're willing. Or is your answer, well... I don't even know why you're telling me that because obviously I want to because I'm here and I did like, what is, what is your reaction? Um, think about what is sad in your life and examine yourself right now. If you were happier when you didn't have your struggles and where your struggles came from, like, so whatever it is that you're struggling with now, when was there a point in your life where those things weren't present and you were happy? Like find out what the, what the source is. Go back to purity, right? Be free from the things that, that grieve us. The kind part here, that our Lord at least yeah, and he comforts us with, this is if we want to live happily, right? But as we see from tonight's gospel, Christ is saying, even if I'm a horrible person, okay? Even if you don't like me, right? Even if you think that I'm a merciful tyrant, just your constant asking me, I'm going to respond to, right? That's why he gave us the story of this person who, the unrighteous judge, he's calling himself, very humbly, the unrighteous judge. 
he was like, okay, if people are calling to me day and night, do you think I'm not, I'm not going to listen? So examine yourself to find out where is your sin. But second, if you haven't been, pray, right? Ask, right? Prayer is, is a real thing. Be consistent in asking, but be consistent in asking for the right thing, right? Being, Lord, I want to be healed. I don't know what that means to be healed, but I want to be healed. Because sometimes if the sin is that I have an ego, well, God is going to humble me, right? Maybe I've been judging somebody my whole life. And so sometimes when God is actively trying to fix me, he'll not give me sin. God doesn't give me sin, but he won't give me that extra grace. Kind of like parents, right? When it's like the kid is being so stubborn and you're trying and trying and trying. And the parents say, no, go ahead. You do your thing. Let's see what you're going to do, right? And then... When this happens with us spiritually, often we'll find ourselves doing the very sins we judged others for, right? I've had many times where I'll have struggled with this sin, and I'll call my father confession, even as a priest, um, and I'll call him up and be like, I don't know where this is coming from. And he was like, good, be humble. Someone's probably coming to confess to you with the same sin. And he's like, so have compassion, right? Don't come at him with a, like, with a boxing glove. But... When, if it's the opposite, if I see myself as righteous, right, then sometimes God, to fix us, surrenders us to our own will. So I'm saying sometimes the fixing, sometimes the giving us what we need, the cure, hurts, right? Because sometimes what needs to happen is that if I've reached a point where I'm so full of myself, then God turns a mirror and points it back at you and says, this is who you are, Okay. I want you to be me, remove the mirror and look at me. This is how I designed you. Right now, this is you, right? And that can be painful, but it's also loving, right? Because God is willing to work with all of us. Should we be willing to work with him, who even without a straight answer from this man, God is willing to bestow mercy and restore him to health, even with repeated mistakes after it, right? He was still willing to accept him. But may we choose to strive for a spirit of repentance rather than one of obstinacy. Glory be to our God forever and ever into the age of all ages. Amen. We want to thank you so much for listening to St. Basil's podcast. We hope that you have gained spiritually from our remarkable speakers, and we appreciate your support towards this podcast. St. Basil American Coptic Orthodox Church is looking to purchase a home, and we would love for you to be a part of our community. We are looking to raise funds towards this novel mission, Orthodoxy in an American Context within the San Diego area. You may donate online through our website, www.stbasil.net. That's www.stbasil.net. Or click on the link below and it will take you to our donations page. You may also mail in your contribution at the address located on our website. We thank you for any contribution, and may our Lord Jesus Christ always bless your heart and home.